This is Dean Blandino, NFL Rules Analyst, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. This is your host, Luke, and I am joined by Tyler and Mike today. Buck's got a W. I got a W in fantasy. Mike, yours is going to be close, man. You got to you gotta have New England D come and uh, step up for me, baby. Oh, this was, yeah. Josh Allen. Not to interrupt, boys, but this was a great play. Are you talking yeah, about oh, the, you're looking at big, next year's fantasy football superstar. The big belly. Mr. Oh, they're talking about Quinn, you're talking the offensive Quinn, lineman. He, yeah. he, he, he had like three people in his grasp just like throwing them. But I just loved at the very end after he literally puts the three people on the ground. For some reason, look at the end. He like hops on him to throw his weight on top. Yep, that's the uh, offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos, blocking for future first round pick Javante Williams next year. I wonder if he'll be first or back in or start of the second. All I'll depends. talk myself, and I mean, granted, they are like they are gonna. I was thinking about this last night because they were using Mike Boone like a somewhat decent amount. I think they're probably gonna pick up someone even when they lose Melvin, you know. So like, mm-hmm. he, it's not gonna be like total one man show, but he sh- he's like shown this year he can be super efficient, like you know, like Nick Chubb style. Uh, so and then, I'm gonna talk myself into back at the end of the first round. I can already tell. Let's just say they obviously if they don't bring someone in, what that'll do to you. But let's say they bring in just someone. You know, mediocre, Mitch Trubisky. Road, you know, they won't do that. But I'm just saying. but similar to what yeah. they already had. I want to see Mitch without Matt and Nagy. I can tell you. Do you want Javante Williams, who, like you just said, was super efficient and forced the second most missed tackles of any running back in the league last year? Yep. Or do you want to take your shot at picks one through ten from the previous year that all <laughs> busted out and failed you miserably? For sure. Yep. I think he's yep. going to end up going pretty high. Um, yeah, yeah and uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky, I do too. And remember we were talking about a couple weeks ago, the guy on NFL Network was insisting, guaranteeing Mitch Trubisky would get a job as a starting quarterback next yeah. year. I heard that report again this weekend from, I think, Adam Schefter. So, like, well, I mean, just interesting. I don't know. I think that the NFL feels the same. Like, they want to see him apart from Matt Nagy. When I, I yeah. think, too, it's the it's the classic that this quarterback class gives people the reminder that of <laughs> Trubisky-like quarterback classes. Mm-hmm. And if you can get the same kind of talent level there but get a guy that at least has been around the nfl for a few years now like you take the shot at that rather and than cheap the, you'll be cheap yeah you don't have to invest that top pick you go get something to add to him i mean that year uh mitch wasn't he the unanimous number one quarterback that year that was okay. him mahomes i mean mahomes is in that one sean with... watson i remember being very insistent that Deshaun watson I yeah was was one i could not believe that i don't know how the nfl slept on it. maybe they yeah. knew about his massage shit yeah but, uh, <laughs> i don't know um yeah uh the, the other quarterback randomly like that, I want to see get a shot next year, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, me too. I low-key think if he could just stay healthy, he could be solid. Yeah, he, he played well when he came in for Derek Carr last year. Uh, He's got the arm. He just kind of crumples under pressure a little bit. But there's plenty of QBs around right. the league like that. Also, how about Gardner Minshew, speaking of random backup quarterbacks? He yesterday, great a, game uh, yesterday. Possibly a tryout for starting quarterback next year. Someone should kick the tires, dude. I mean, I feel – but you know who I think – I feel like he's a lot like Taylor Heineke, you know? He's like that solid. He's always going to do enough to right. win your fan base over and never really play himself off the field. Yep. But if you're like sitting in your general manager chair and looking around the league, you're like, this guy's not going to win. That, that video of him and his dad is great. That was mm-hmm. great. Dude, Gardner's just I a love character. Him. Yeah. I love him. And he's he, a football guy. 
He came out, and Dallas Goddard loved him. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he's Dallas a good old fashioned ball player, is what you call Gardner Minshew. He looks like he reminds me. He looks like Jeff Garcia. Remember Jeff? He was kind of oh, he's yeah. a little bit undersized, yeah. but he's got like a ton of moxie and yeah. And he loves Top Gun. And he loves so, Top Gun. I it's mean. always a good thing. <laughs> um, supports the troops. Yeah. Supports yeah. the troops. Yeah. Yep. He wears jorts. N- another plus. <laughs> Uh, the jorts could be seen as a positive or a negative. Per se. <laughs> I mean, when he was in Jacksonville, they're all wearing them there, I'm sure. Um, but, all right, let's move on to Are You Freaking? It's been a few weeks since we were able to run, run this part of the show. We built up a long list. I, I, I have like eight <laughs> on here. I'm not sure I'm going to get to them all before we move on to the waiver wire. The waiver wire is not great today, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to start with is this your biggest freaking guy? I'm I'm looking at him right now, and I'm gonna say I'm freaking the most about DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. he has been since week eight the wide receiver seventy one. That's crazy. That means uh, he's not startable right now. He yeah. is. It, it's tough to sit a guy like him, but he has. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Right, Russell's yeah. got to just. I don't understand. How they're not getting the man, the ball, and it is just it's yeah. It had a semi bounce back yesterday. Like yesterday, you kind of knew the squeaky wheel was coming a little bit. Like they've been talking about it and just kind of. I mean, it, was, it reminded me of Justin Jefferson for three weeks. They mm-hmm. couldn't get Jefferson the ball, and it made no sense. Yeah, they got him eight targets, five catches, sixty. But yeah, I mean, they're coming up opponents man he's got houston next week you're gonna play him against houston yep they play the rams though after that i mean he scored against the rams before it's just it's not i'd good. probably sit him if i could if i had russell gage freaking. i'd play russell gage over him depending on the falcon who the falcons are playing and stuff but uh it's the offense as a whole that just like shies it sucks you away. like even lockett coming off just had 20 points caught the touchdown could have had a second one but if you watch that whole game it's not exciting you're no. not like thrilled like after coming off a twenty point game. You're not thrilled to go throw Lockett back out there, even against yep. Houston. You know, like yeah, they uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in. Uh, I mean, it, it, it makes me worried uh, DK and Dynasty a little bit because Russell Wilson's gone next year, and oh, yeah. who knows who they pull in and who they pull in. Like it, Pete Carroll's we know, got, we need Pete Carroll gone, right? For, yeah, for fantasy and, upside. And D, the thing with DK is like, you watch Justin Jefferson, he's just beating guys left and right he can run every route in the book yeah dk's not there yet you know dk's still a big physical imposing speedster he's a great player but they got to get him i mean he needs like the off like the everything from the offensive coordinator to the play mm -hmm. calling to the like everything needs to be fixed for him to be successful i feel he's uh i mean it could very easily go the mike williams track you know where he for the next couple years is just strictly a big play wide receiver three uh, or wide receiver too, you know. If they don't get the QB situation right, it could definitely go like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I know I won't be taking them now. next year for for sure. Uh, depending on, I mean, Do unless you, they picked up Aaron Rodgers or something. But let's just say they go. They're going to get Mitch Trubisky. Middle be of the, the pack, Trubisky yeah. the Trubisky, the Teddy Bridgewater players of that nature. Teddy, yeah. yeah. Where what does that do for you on the where are you taking Lockett? The earliest Metcalf? I would take Metcalf next year. I'm thinking is like fifth round probably. So do you yeah. think it pushes them being more back to back in like fourth fifth, or do you even get a boost? To Lockett's Lockett? going to be a real tough one because we've seen with Lockett how him and Russell's like connection is so huge. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's he's if, making do right now. Lockett a little bit, but if it's Pete Carroll, I'm avoiding all fantasy options in Seattle. That'll be a good uh, idea. Yeah, if it's not Pete Carroll. 
yeah, it'd be like fifth round for DK. It's just, uh, man, it's just not consistent enough at this point. Uh, we'll see how he finishes the season. If he finishes strong, maybe you know, maybe they they did win a game. So finally, yeah. Rule rule of thumb to go by when you see an offense that's really struggling for multiple weeks in a row, and the coach's best suggestion is we got to run the ball more. That's a situation you want out of, <laughs> especially when the struggling players are the receivers. Oh, Metcalf's struggling, and, and he's not getting any use in the offense, and the coach's best solution is to run the ball more. Especially oh. when you don't actively have any running backs that you are have, running the ball. It's, yeah, it's a real bad situation. All right, another player that we should be freaking about is Scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Three catches, 22 yards. Do you guys know that he has only scored in the top 30 receivers this year four times. That That's, is bad. Yeah. And those four times, if you just take those four games, you look at it and you're like, Taylor Heineke's going to hyper this target man, yeah. this man all the way to wide receiver one on the season. It's just not His consistent last, enough. Coming out of the bye, he's had 11, 21, 9, and 5. This is not good, folks. You were hoping for a much more consistent. I mean, he's the only target in the offense right now, or the only consistent player. They haven't used Curtis Samuel at all. That's the most surprising part. If you told me before the season that Logan Thomas would be out for most of the season and Curtis Samuel would do nothing, and Terry McLaurin's been doing this, I'd be freaking surprising. Yeah, uh, they now. need a. I, he's. I guess he'll be in the similar territory as DK next year, right? I mean, it's, unless they... Yeah, it's all quarterback play, you know? Yeah. You, you think Russell Wilson would be getting Ru- DK the ball, but right now it is not looking good, and same with uh, Taylor Heineke. Uh, it's just someone I'll probably avoid next year in drafts. Third on the list right now is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. His current five-game stretch he is on right now, so the last five games has him finished with 650 yards in 17 games. That's his pace. So he, uh, he's had a rough five games in a row. I'm not sure if defenses have adjusted or the, it's the Bengals running the ball more. But T. Higgins, too. We did kind of call yeah, this Higgins a little bit because, like, early in the season, he was balling on such hard efficiency. Like, his targets were not, like, through the roof. Sort of like last year where we saw Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk. Their targets were, like, through the roof. They were you know critically Matt, par- critical parts of the offense right and with jamar it was a little bit slimmer so with more targets in the offense so we all kind of agreed earlier in the season that we'll see if this can keep up oh, yeah. it's kind of tanked a little harder than i expected maybe but that's uh, it cause i expected the big plays to be sprinkled in but then again that one play we just watched before we started he could have had a touchdown if that's the touchdown right? yeah. that really changes things that's so. true but with that being said, that is, like you said, we talked about early in the season. He was on a stretch of, like, five straight games with a 40-plus yard touchdown in each of those. And, like, four catches. That's not those. sustainable through 17 games in the NFL because it's never been done. The only person to ever maintain that is the Randy Moss season, so, uh, yeah, Mr. which Randy. is so ridiculous for a reason, and that's why it won't be probably touched. Yeah, T- but, I mean, and then I'll know that you had T. Higgins, like, bawling his mind out for, like, I think, two or three straight weeks now. Uh, I mean, Chase gets San Fran, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland. Those are, yeah, not the easiest matchups. So I think you got to downgrade them in your mind to like, you know, and that was wide early, receiver too. Early much. on, too, the Bengals were really rolling opponents. Now they're coming up, and you kind of see them struggling a little bit. And that's you know, T. Higgins is more of the when time gets tough, where are you going to go? But the receiver that can make a play with a guy on his back, you know, true that. And last thing we should add too, Joe Burrow hurt his finger pretty seriously yesterday. His little pinky finger. He's yep. going to play through it. But I would imagine that's going to hurt his accuracy. You know, that could trickle down a little bit into... That should help Joe Mixon. 
Yeah. Is, and Tyler know. Boyd. Get short stuff. All right. Uh, next guy on the list of Are You Freaking? Saquon Barkley. 11 rushes, 55 yards. What saved his day was six catches for 19 yards. Uh, three straight games of under 13 points. Yeesh. I Second round pick in most leagues, right? I mean... Yep. Yeah, he's had coming out of there by 11 points, 9 points, 13 points. Yeesh. Oh. I mean, it's, you know. Well, that's this is, interesting. This is kind of what we knew a little bit coming in um, would be the deal with Saquon. He just, you would think that he'd have ceiling games mixed in. And he hasn't had a, he, let's see, he's had, well, he had two, he's had two ceiling games all season. Atlanta uh, week three, 21 points. New Orleans week four, 28 points. And that's it. What's the, he's um, been banged up. The offensive line has been horrific. The offense is that you could not draw up a worse script for Saquon. Um, What's the Daniel Jones injury again? He got concussed, I believe. It's probably right? going to be Jake Fromm of Georgia. So I was going to say that, No, too. from State Farm. <laughs> uh, kind of monitor that because he did get those six catches, but it was with the Glennon, which was the most predictable thing ever, and mm-hmm. Glenn got hurt. Yep. And so without Captain Checkdown, it might be tough. Yeah, that's true that. Yep. Um, I mean, Saquon's going to be tough for people to talk themselves into next year. Or maybe tougher for some people. But certainly for me, i got to see a lot of change with New York next is, year before I'm spending a second-round pick. Yeah, I need yeah. a, a first-round pick. He'll be, he'll, I need an OC that like I know puts emphasis probably on pass-catching yep. out of the backfield. Yep. I'd like to see a new quarterback. I don't think that's probably even in the cards, though. So and that's we like, maybe get uh, like maybe some offensive guards. Maybe yeah. Maybe uh, stop paying wide receivers copious amounts of money and focus on something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saquon is he or did they pay him? Uh, he no, I don't. Agent? I think he's got his contract coming up. Yeah. Isn't it up at the end of this year? Yeah, honestly. Is he a fr- oh, I don't know. Just if he's a fr- sign that would with be Tampa really for veteran minimum. Yeah, I was about to say. Put, come, put something come on, get his cup. If put you something want, on bro. tape for the rest of the league to go get him back. Saquon. <laughs> we'll take Saquon. In a, in a King's professional opinion, that would probably be best. Now, for with you. that said, if Saquon were to change teams and he went to the right team, I could talk myself into drafting hit the shit out of him really high next year. Yeah, like so. if was, well, I can't say the Rams. That was the first one that came to mind. Um, but, you know, yeah. So, so, so let, let's run through some. So let's say Mike Davis is out in Atlanta. He's the Atlanta replacement. Are you in on Saquon? Okay, so the Houston Texans are in need of another running back. Are you <laughs> yeah, not touching it? No. Um... It, like I said, it's got to be the right one. Maybe like the Dolphins. I still don't but know here's I you know what? The Panthers of McCaffrey. One leaves. way to one way to look at it is there is no right situation for a running back to go to because that would require the team to be dumb enough to sign them, and therefore that team would not be good. And, and you so don't it's just I'm never taking Saquon. Right. Sorry, Saquon. He's, he's out. He's out. <laughs> uh, quick little uh, uh, breaking news: uh, Corey Davis put on season-ending IR. Oh, Elijah Moore wow. continues to trend upwards. The Elijah Moore season is upon us. Next up, James Robinson. I was thinking he yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had eight carries for twenty four yards, fumbled, got benched. Urban Meyer says it was an injury why he was sat. I it don't better believe be. him. Yeah, I don't believe a word Urban Meyer says. That is one of the dumbest things that coach and no no coaches really do it anymore because they realize it's dumb. Punishing a, a your best player after they fumble is such. Oh, it drives me nuts. I, so hopefully he's being honest with that, and that I think Robinson's he, banged he, up. But I, I don't believe him because he came back in in the fourth quarter when it was already over. <laughs> yeah. So I just think he benched him for a quarter, stupid enough. But I, God, 
it's a sketchy situation over there, and I don't want to start. Really, so I, the I way, don't want to start the way I, one if I could get away from him. If I was the James Robinson owner trying to talk myself into because you're so late in the season, that you are the James Robinson owner. Yeah, but I don't out. have in that league. I have no value, no human worth anymore. So <laughs> it's over. It's dead. Um, but if I was in a playoff position uh, as the Robinson owner, where you don't have a lot of options, I will kind of try and shed some positive light on it. And their next say, three games are so weak. Their next three are good and that if he didn't get benched for that one quarter, he would have fallen into the goal line touchdown and you still would have come away with the goal line touchdown because Hyde did have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's exactly why we just talked about not touching Saquon if he leaves because the Jaguars are just abysmal and there's just not a whole lot of value. I have so much respect for Robinson. See, that's the other reason I, I it pisses me off, the idea of him getting benched for fumble. This is a guy that's overcoming everything. All the stuff that we talked about working against Saquon, working against Robinson, he overcomes it. And, like, that – I don't know. I love that. And, uh, yeah, I mean – the guy, the guy you do that to is, like, ETN because he's a first-rounder. Yeah, know? He what fumbles the hell? and you're exactly. like, you're a first-rounder. You shouldn't be fumbling. But the guy that just, you know – so Robinson, his next three are Tennessee, Houston, and the Jets. So that's pretty you're nice. going to go back to him, but it's you're not. That's not going to be able to get the sting out of your mouth of, you know, what could be if, yep. if you were in a better situation. All right, next up on Are You Freaking, Ezekiel Elliott, staple from last year's Are You Freaking. <laughs> he had 13 carries for 45 yards, two catches, two yards. He doesn't look as explosive as he used to. So Jerry is, Jones is a liar. Yeah, he didn't yeah, get a huge load. load. He did not get a huge load. The load. load. Jerry preached all week about a massive load. It's probably because he, he probably told Campbell or uh, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, give him the load. But then Kellen Moore, who has a functioning brain, saw that this man just cannot, <laughs> can't, can't take he, a load right his now. His knee is really bothering him. You can tell he not, does not have the explosiveness, and especially when it's contrast with tony pollard who is like one of the most explosive backs in the league right now yep and so yeah you're freaking it's in the cowboys best interest still to play him he's gonna be on the field because he can you can still pass bro with a bum knee and he's really good at that um but Do, yeah i mean f- there was a report last week before the huge load was that he uh they were gonna take it easy with him and arrest him are you, you know, thinking about sitting him? You know, like if you have an A.J. Dillon on your bench, are you going to play A.J. Dillon over Zeke? If I'm the Pollard, if I have Zeke with Pollard as my handcuff, I think I'm probably playing Pollard moving forward until the big load comes back. <laughs> so he's ready to take a big load again. Yeah, no, he's ready to take one. I wouldn't be surprised if next week is like a huge pot. Like, first of all, they're going to... Well, okay, here's what's tough. They play Washington two times in their next three. And so technically if Washington, this is the funny thing, they control their own fate. If Washington wins both those games, they're in first. They're in first place. So I want to say Dallas, it makes sense to rest Zeke until the playoffs, but maybe not. Maybe they feel like they need him in this, but I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, I don't envy the, the Zeke owner. All right. Next next up, two left. It's a lot of are you freakings. We're late in the season, man. We're freaking. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., two catches for uh, – or no, he caught two of five targets, and he had a touchdown, only played 34% of the snaps. They did blow him out, so mm-hmm. – but a little bit of a concern. I do not think you can start him right now. Van Jefferson had another pretty good week, too. Uh, yep. Just playing the devil's advocate here, I am not an OBJ owner because that would mean I would have had to acquire OBJ in some fashion, <laughs> which just is moronic for fantasy football purposes. Yep. However, if I am the OBJ owner, 
I'm just going to walk away with one takeaway from that game, that on that small one-yard goal line fade, he looked like OBJ. Yeah. That, it was a nice catch, yeah. And he had one probably the best celebration of the whole weekend. Got to give him props. The, yeah. uh, the war zone, uh, the self-rev, the and then the, put the Call his of Duty. Uh, plates in. Yeah, that was pretty good Call of Duty so, shout-out. Yeah, if I'm the OBJ owner, I'm just going to be like, well, that was OBJ, and you can't tell me anything other than that one play was OBJ. If if I – in a two-flexer, he could be my second flex just because I can't – you know – the big play potentials there, I guess. Yep. But he, I mean, yeah, we, Odell's been a mainstay of on you, on you, or are you freaking for five years? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. long time now since that Cowboys catch. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one on the list is pretty much an offense as a whole is the Kansas City Chiefs, but it mm-hmm. was Tyree Kill, two catches, twenty-two yards. Brutal. Teams, teams are really starting to try to take him away as the main guy to take away for them, and Mahomes fifty percent throwing. Uh, his footwork's all crazy, as the analysts say. And I don't know, man. They only scored, what, 19 yesterday or 21? Yeah, I mean, I would have Kelsey significantly higher on the free. Like, Tyreek, I'm not worried about. He had, before this game, I think he's still the wide receiver top five on the season. I'm sure receiver. he is. So you're you're going to be fine and live with the, the bumps. But, of, yeah, the, the offense as a whole, like you said, it's it's tough times. Despite having PFF's number one center, and just an all-around really good offensive line. They've completely fixed that from last year, but they have not. We've seen Byron Pringle cannot be your number two receiver. Mecole Hardman is not getting snaps anymore, so it's mostly Pringle and Josh Gordon, and they're. It's like they have such good studs, but then the supporting guys are so bad that yeah, there's not. They're they're missing uh, solid complementary players. It, and it could very easily be DK Metcalf as a complimentary player. Uh, I don't want to beat that dead horse anymore, but yeah, beat they, could it. Have, they could have a lot of good complimentary players. But they've—I don't know what the. How do you? How does the same organization that finds Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes in the draft make those other decisions? It's mind blowing. They will know. be getting a wide receiver too this offseason. I am. They're going to sure. be going hard for one guarantee. Somebody Juju's a free agent. Yep. Juju almost signed there. Remember yeah. Juju turned them down. I, why did he do that? He why? wanted to run it back with Ben one last time. I mean, <laughs> should give him respect for, but so he jogged, I don't. <laughs> so he jogged, he jogged to the IR as Big Ben crawls to the finish. And line. Pittsburgh fans hated him. I don't get it. It's like well, they all, like every time I opened up a thing, they were all ripping on Juju. Oh, he's more. He had like he's the, more focused he on. Had like, he has like the little kids of Pittsburgh though. Like, yeah, the kids yeah. in Pittsburgh, the love TikTokers, him. and sure. the, the organization loves understand him. Understand the game. Or, like, get the hell out of here. And he's going back to a team. Like, he had no hope of getting any kind of good stats or anything. It's just my – I, I, I didn't know. understand they that They took one. him in the second round. He probably was like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They they took the chance on me to draft me. You know how some of those guys – kind of like when Adam Humphreys made that huge, huge mistake in not signing with the Patriots and signing with the Titans that one year. Yeah, but, G, I mean, it's like – G. well, yeah, I get – yeah, sure. Some, it's just – it's a it was a mind-numbingly dumb decision. Yeah. So – That'll uh that'll wrap up. Uh, are you free? We got Juju's agent over here. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a Juju fan. I do think he's really talented. But that. Oh, would you probably... are. Well, when the uh, trades open up this off season, he can be yours in Dynasty. Remember, I tried. I tried before the year. He will be really hot in Dynasty. Yeah, because he's going to go. Him. He's going to. I'm not do... giving you a first round pick. Let's talk. <laughs> wow, very good Dynasty asset. George, Low key. George Pickens or Chris Olav may change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the waiver wire for week 14. It's kind of shitty, not going to lie. It's not really crazy. If Russell Gage is out there, cop him. Yep, that is actually our number one guy. We'll start with him 
for the wide receivers. Uh, caught 11 to 12 targets for 130 yards. I think he did drop a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, but he's, that's great. He's on. <laughs> he would be he would be rostered everywhere already if not for the donut. He's got the misfortune of having a donut, an inexplicable donut. Yeah, and it it really scares people off but yeah he's a he's involved in the offense 21 points this week 18 points the week before nine points before that the donut against dallas i don't know then he gets 13 against before that against new orleans i guess he had to he must have got hurt against carolina because he played zero he he had nothing is he available in our league um i don't know but then week seven he had 16 so like yeah gage is a perfectly fine second flex flex whatever you want to do with him he's definitely star worthy agreed uh, yeah, and I mean, that's that's really their only option right that's now. It. And Pitts hasn't done shit. I feel like so. Oh man, just uh, randomly on Pitts, like every time he does something, I'm like, whoa! Like anytime he moves, he's just, he, he, he. I can't wait for next year. Like hopefully they figure out a way to get him more involved. It's crazy. I saw that he's still like the tight end seven or something. He's he's still a tight, tight end one. Just so bad that yeah. It's really it, the bad, on, the only problem is where he was drafted. But in turn, if you have him. It, you know compared to a lot of other guys but god he's gonna be so good it's funny is coming into this year it felt like starting to be the changing of the tide in terms of the tight end position after the last like four years being so bad and it's actually been worse this year than the previous four years because there's no travis kelsey there's no darren waller there's just drunk (laughs) if kittle had played if kittle had not gotten hurt bro we saw yesterday what could have happened yeah but, and no Debo helps the kid. And face. no Debo yeah. is huge. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But Debo um, gets hurt a lot. So, uh, but yeah, so that was Kittle. just a random aside uh, to say that. Uh, yeah, pick up Russell Gage. Kyle Pitts is uh, not the number one target right there. It's Russell Gage. Yep. And, well, Cordero Patterson probably, but whatever. Yeah, I think we're missing out ex- as well with Pitts that there is no Ridley to really help him because I do think teams are probably taking. Oh, him we away had Carlton first. Davis on him all day yesterday. Oh yeah. Carlton was on him almost all game. It yeah. was awesome. And <laughs> that's that's Carlton's you knew that's awesome. what was going to happen. But He's having uh, a tough time. Yep, yep. All right. Next up of the wide receivers pickups is KJ Osborne of mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings. My old friend comes home. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yep. Um, I got, got him in. I've got one to jump the Osborne. Well, I guess Thielen out. You're right. Continue with Osborne. <laughs> I probably wouldn't jump it with this guy. Thielen's got the old high ankle. Who knows how long he could, he could be out rest of the season for all we know. <laughs> I think I know you're going to say it. He's on the list. Um, is he a rook? Oh, no, no, never mind. Uh, is, oh. KJ Osborne, he caught four, seven targets for 47 yards. Adam Thielen out. This is a no-brainer. Probably add now because yeah. they're going to throw the ball. So Yep, and this is a guy that already – this is not just some random dude who we're penciling in. No, he's someone who already flashes. we talked about before earlier in the season – Sean flashes and yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think he made a huge uh, fourth and eight catch or something like that. Nice. Hey everyone, tune into the podcast right now. The rest of the episode got messed up and it kept repeating itself, so I am going to have to take care and redo the uh, rest of the waivers from the wideout position. So next up is Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins, fifty-two percent owned. He caught. Five of five targets for 62 yards. Looks like he's the number two option now next to Jalen Waddle, and he is definitely a solid addition. After that is a MVS of the Green Bay Packers. He has been a target machine, getting back-to-back games at 10 targets. Might only catch three of them, but he's a huge play waiting to happen. He's six foot four. He's elite, one of the fastest guys in the league. So 
a great matchup with the Bears this week, and I uh, he's definitely a good play if if you need a big boom guy. He can he can get you that high twenties game just off you know two catches. Um, now we're gonna go through the uh, the running backs. There, I honestly don't want to pick up any of these guys. These are just uh, speculative ads. If you need some type of starting running back that's getting a lot of carries. Uh, first up is a guy on bye week next week, though. It's Kenny Gainwell. He had 12 carries for 54 yards and caught five of five targets for 33 yards. They are on bye week, though, so it's a speculative ad for the playoffs. Uh, Boston Scott was hurt yesterday. He did not, or not hurt, he had an illness, so he only played one snap, and he was just like in an emergency back. Miles Sanders did look like he hurt his ankle really bad, so if you have Boston Scott, I would keep him, and I would pick him up, too, if... Uh, if he is out there on your waivers still. These next uh, three guys, I don't know if I really want to have on my team, but it is uh, the first one's Tevin Coleman. He had 11 carries, 58 yards, three catches for 19 yards for the Jets. I mean, it's they play uh, they play the Saints this weekend, so I don't expect a huge run game uh, for the Jets. Uh, next up is Adrian Peterson. He had 11 carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. That is not good. <laughs> he uh, ran in that one touchdown, and that's really that saved his day. And that's what you're going to have to get from AP if you're going to play him as a touchdown. Uh, Rex Burkhead, he, he led the Texans with uh, rush attempts. I think it was 12 for 27 yards. Pretty bad, and he caught a few balls. Just another guy you could have on your bench, or if you need a desperate start, he's uh, leading the team in running back carries. I would uh, if Dontrell Hilliard or Dominique Foreman were out there in your leagues, the starting running backs for the Titans. They are definitely a possibility. Add as well as Jeremy McNichols. Next up is the tight ends. Uh, only I only have one today, and it's uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, Adam Thielen. We talked about KJ Osborne on the show. Uh, Adam Thielen's out, and uh, Conklin got nine targets, caught seven passes, 56 yards. He's uh, 33% owned. He's definitely worth a pickup. If you had Logan Thomas go out, you got Waller who's hurt. Uh, Conklin is a good addition to start um, now that Adam Thielen is out. He's definitely going to get an uptick in targets. Quarterback uh, pickup this week is Taysom Hill. He does have mallet finger, though, two times in one year. There's another guy that uh, I think it's Russell Wilson had mallet finger. It's... It's a bad injury, but he runs the ball, and uh, he's going to play through it. So it is um, something to watch out for, but he plays the Jets this weekend. It's a great streaming streaming option. Uh, DSTs, the Saints, number one, playing the Jets. Just talked about it with Taysom Hill. Defense should uh, – they've lost like four in a row. They need a win really bad. I think Saints defense steps up and uh, gets them a win this weekend versus the Jets. And then the Broncos, uh, they're playing the Detroit Lions. So – it's always a great matchup, and uh, they're going to probably kill them. So Broncos, definitely another good option. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. We, It was uh, me, Tyler, and Mike. We already did all the waivers, and I went through to listen to the episode, and it was just kept repeating itself, so I couldn't, couldn't put that out there. I had to go on and, and redo it for you guys, but... Uh, if you could, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and uh, follow us on Instagram at fantasy.footballkings. Till next time, take it easy, King.